Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast. I hope you guys took a lot of wins last week. We're going to guide you in the way to go about doing that this week. Make sure that you are very success- successful with all of your teams. Um, as always, I got my main man on the line with me, Young Vander. Holla at the people, Young Vander. Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there? And as always, Bro Joe. Holler at him, Bro Joe. What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? Hey, we got a lot of news to go over. We got your Rapid Fire 10. We're going to go over your matchups. So as per customary, bonjour, konnichiwa, olo kamo esta, good day, mate, udente, good day, a, and what's popping to my people right here at home? Let's get right into it. What's your news? And now your fantasy news. So we have a lot of injuries going on in the news right now that are going to affect who you start and who may be a sneaky start as well. Starting out with Atlanta, we have both Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage that are going to be out for the London game. Now, Ridley isn't uh, due to injury, we don't think at this point. Um, they're indicating that it's due to personal reasons. Uh, with Gage, he has that ankle injury. But both of the uh, starting wide receivers for Atlanta, they're going to be out. So what is that? What does that kind of do as far as Matt Ryan is concerned? Do we see an uptick with Kyle Pitts? Do we see any sneaky starts as far as Atlanta receivers are concerned? Anything out there with that? I think if anything, Mike Davis does have some relevancy as a flex this week. Uh, Cordell, I think, will have a lot of his role in the wide receiver position. So I think this is a good flex for Mike Davis to get on track as far as running the ball. As far as a sneaky play, um, maybe the kid uh, Zakikis. Mm, okay, yeah. You know, oh, you know what I mean? So Right, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, you know, so maybe O could uh, – be a guy you play here if you're deep, deep down looking for someone. But of course, man, it should be a ton of Cordell Patterson and maybe a ton of Kyle Pitts. But I'm not feeling the Mike Davis thing. I think those are the only two guys offensively that's going to be uh, relevant in this game. Do you think it's possible that Patterson may be true to his current tag in Yahoo and he's going to be a wide receiver this week and Mike Davis can play the role of the running back since they're missing so many receivers? Like they may just make him a receiver? Well, if it's not broke, you don't fix it. So I, and, <laughs> it is broke because your starters yeah, are missing. But if you recall, they're playing against the uh, Jets, correct? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And last week, it was a running back that kind of killed them on the receiving the ball out of the backfield. Nichols had a pretty good receiving game. So I think, you know, they're having trouble guarding uh, those type of style guys coming out of the backfield. So I understand your point. They're down receivers. Maybe they throw them at receiver. But I think 
you would just see the guys like, oh, you have Ty J Sharp if if you remember mm, that I guy. Forgot he was there. Yeah, he's on the team. <laughs> so um, some of those guys may be a step up in play, but they they probably gonna move him around a lot. I think you see a lot of t- this. It should be double digit targets for sure. Interesting. We'll talk about how it affect Matt Ryan in the uh, in the matchup conversation. Uh, we have Jimmy G, who's still not practicing due to the calf injury. As of today, it looks like Trey Lance is going to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers this week. What do we have as far as the possibility of this being the beginning of the end as far as Jimmy G is concerned? Or is it just another week that he's going to miss and he'll be right back in there? Or does that all depend on what Lance does this weekend? You just said it. They're playing against an undefeated Cardinals team. And if Lance goes out there and, and showcase, go night-night. Yeah, it's it's tough to say now what it's going to be. I think Shanahan is one of those people more likely than not he would like to preserve Trey Lance as long as possible. But I think we'll know by Saturday. We got Teddy Bridgewater who seems to be trending in the right direction, coming back from that concussion per his coach. Um, do we see Teddy getting in the game this week, or do we think he'll need a, a, another week to, to get back in? And do we think he'll be his normal self? Uh, with the way he's looking right now with him practicing today, I think, like you said before, he's trending in the right direction. Uh, I think he will be the starter this week. And, uh, you know, concussions ain't what they really used to be. So I think he'll be his regular self. Like you said, it's an amazing sign that he's practicing, but he'll truly be a game-time decision. Baker Mayfield apparently playing through a torn labia, so I hope she's gonna be okay. <laughs> this 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 dude, I'm I'm sick of his shit. Like seriously, either be good or get fired. This whole limbo every week crap. Like you're healthy enough to play or you're not. I mean, this is ridiculous at this point. I mean, every year is something. It's something every single time. I'm I'm, I'm just I'm I'm over Baker. I'm I'm done with him. I'm not a big fan of Baker Mayfield anyway. Brown should have pulled the trigger on that trade get Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. And then the owner came out or the GM came out and said, no, nah, Baker's our guy. Foolish mistake. So I don't like him healthy and I damn sure don't like him hurt. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't even matter if he's hurt or not. He's still not an NFL passer. He's better than what Manziel was for them. But he does nothing to move the needle or to win the tough game. His last matchup, even against Minnesota, was dismal with a 59.5 QB rate. And that's like that's stupid. You can even throw for over 150 yards, barely. And you miss Odell. Oh, man. Did you see that? <laughs> like He hurts Odell. So everybody wide open. all this crap. But like I was saying in a few episodes ago, Odell be wide open. And this dude don't even like throw him the ball. I don't think he's capable. Like I really don't think he's capable at this point. But the funny thing about that, I believe Odell is actually has the same injury. It's actually a a labrum injury. They said he's had it for years, Uh, but but he doesn't want to get surgery on it. So he's actually had it with every season that he's played in, pretty much since he was the Odell that we remember. So that hasn't been the injury that sidelined him. I put it that way. But it, it is something to. There's a couple of injuries that still remain from previous weeks we can run through those right quick aj brown is back at practice now um, returning from the hammy julio jones missed another practice hemi curtis samuel missed yet another practice after he came back from the same groin injury he's suffering from now so it looks like he might have tried to come back a little bit too early and um he missed practice due to the groin not sure if that's an indication for him in particular that he won't go this week or maybe they're just trying to limit his touches during the week so that he can play on the weekend you have melvin gordon 
he returned to practice, but he was having a, a lower leg injury. And we know he, he normally ends up having a groin injury at some point in every season. He's a slight injury away from possibly losing his job. So his injury in particular, I kind of feel like it could possibly be a little bit more to it than what he wants to let on because he kind of knows that at his age, with his mileage, already having a rookie behind him, the, the writing might be on the wall. Do you think that the lower leg injury for Gordon isn't that deep? Or do you think that this may be a prelude to what's to come? Like you said, I mean, this is kind of his thing. Maybe this is the beginning of the end, you know what I mean? But he hasn't done enough to lose. He hasn't done enough for him to lose a job. I oh, mean, I it, agree. It but definitely has to be. Every year is the issue yeah, normally. It definitely has to be a, a solid injury to take him off the field, but. I, I kind of disagree because he seems to always need a big game to actually be fantasy prevalent. You know, he had a, a game script that really helped him get, you know, several passes over 100 yards cool. The other game, he got like a last minute long run towards the end of the game. But we've already seen and statistically shows that Javante Williams is the better back. Possibly as far as that whole entire conference, the the best back of the conference. It's like you said, it's a prelude. I think, honestly, he's going to say he's an injury away from being. Because his his, uh, contract is so so, uh, team friendly. He could be gone if he don't want to come back. We have just a couple of more injuries to talk about. Um, you have George Kittle, who is on his second day being out of practice altogether. So he's continued to have a calf injury as well. It looks like the same calf that kind of plagues him year to year is still a thing. Do we think that this is going to linger? Is it something that they should just give him a couple of weeks off to get it right versus having injury risk every week? What are we thinking as far as Kittle is concerned? I would love to see him take a an extra week off or so and, and kind of get back to 100%. And when you watch Kill this year, you could definitely tell he's not himself. He's just out there thugging it out. Pretty much. I, I would love to see him completely heal. Even if it's two or three weeks, just take it, man. Because I'd rather have him on the back end of the, of, the, of the season than to have him hobbling all season long. I agree. I think, honestly, they should sit him for at least four to six games with the possible severity of this injury. But he's a tough guy, and he's such a phenomenal blocker. He, you know, he's going to try to play. He has at least, like you said, a three- to four-week injury. Rather than keep playing, just nurse it, like I was both suggesting. We have Christian McCaffrey back in practice, um, and the current indication is he's likely to return this coming weekend. That hasn't been solidified just yet, but that is the uh, current thinking. Is this a Hail Mary and everything worked out right? Your prayers have been answered, or is this a please help him help himself and not end up coming back too soon and having an injury-plagued season yet again because he's coming back too soon? Which direction are you guys leaning as far as CMC is concerned? Well, with the grade of kind of uh, strain he had on that hamstring, I could see him coming back this week. You know, hamstring is a tricky thing. There's no real timetable on a hamstring. <laughs> I mean, it could be a week. It could be six weeks. You know what I mean? So maybe if he's feeling good enough to play, hey, I run him out there. But I'm not sure they'll throw him right back in the fire with a full workload. Maybe he'll get a few carries here, catch a few balls here, see how it works out. I think he's good to go. He really had a really minor injury. They took every precaution into making sure he'll come back uh, at 100%. I think it's the most opportune time for him to come back. But I do see his workload not being as strenuous. But, I'm, but that's about a few carries and a, a few dropbacks as far as routes run out of the backfield. He's going to be his normal self, my opinion. 
Lastly, we have Chris Carson, who would have been playing in the game on this evening, but he has been sidelined due to the neck injury that he had last year as well. This is a persistent neck injury. Neck injuries are nothing to play with. Unfortunately, there's a distinct possibility we may not see Chris Carson again this year. We may not see Chris Carson again in general. Um, unlike a soft tissue injury or a knee or a, even a shoulder or a back, when you're talking about neck injuries, you're, you're talking about a, a few steps away from being paralyzed. I, I don't know. It, this is the same injury that had him out for weeks last year and for it to be an issue again. And I believe he had neck surgery. I, I, I don't know what else he can do to make that particular area of the body better. This is crazy because like they're not really saying much about it. You know, like what's what is it? Like it's a neck injury, but when did it happen? How serious is it? Like they, they say it's they a flare up of, of what he had last year. He 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 uh, aggravated that same injury. He may be the next uh Sterling Sharp. It may be just time for this guy to get out the way, man. Like you yeah. don't want to you don't want to play with no neck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and in a real. contact sport like football. And at that position, and you play running back. Oh. I don't see it happening. Like you, you're literally one run away from. From, not from, being able to use right. your limbs, like from I, being I'm on the sorry. stretcher, like, from being on the stretcher, getting carried out the stadium with your thumbs up. You know what, what I'm saying? What team <laughs> wants to have that on their watch? Like, nah, man. See, I don't ain't trying to see that go down on their watch. Nah. Unfortunately, we we lose great players to neck injuries, a la Cam Chancellor. From what I'm understanding about this injury, it's very similar to T.Y. Hilton, but we won't know until they actually give this kid an MRI. Like they didn't want to show their hand too much too soon. But this uh, this could be a very significant injury. He might go on IR, season ended IR. Definitely, I I, I see this minimally being the three week IR. Um, but fingers crossed. I uh, wish you the best of luck there, Mr. Carson. Uh, but that about wraps up your news. Let's go ahead and get into this rapid fire 10. And now rapid fire 10, 10 quick questions, 10 quick answers. Fantasy fiends want to know who do I start this week? Let's get right into it. Do I go with Damian Williams or Cordero Patterson? I love this one. I understand the scenario. Um, both of them been thrust into the spotlight based on the absence or injury of another. But for this one, for me, it's pretty easy. Got to go with Patterson. He may be Atlanta's offense this week. I might defer to Damian Williams. I think Cordell's going to have a great game. But as far as healthy bodies to mitigate defenses keen on him, I think that's one of the factors that come into play. Without a, a Ridley involved, there's no, you know, double coverage. There's there's eight men in the box. And I think Cordell is an exceptional receiver, and I think he's going to have a good game. But I'll take Damian with the healthier ploy of receivers to kind of not make him a focal point. Piggybacking off that same game, Cal Pitts or LaVisca Chenault? This, based on the names, may sound tricky, but I'm going Chenault all day. That's right, Chenault. P. Ryan, it's a Marge. Is it Samarge P. Ryan? Samaji. Samaji P. Ryan or Zach Moss? Give me Moss. Um, he yeah, is a high-powered Moss. offense. And P. Ryan and Chris Evans are, are going to be in a bit of a committee. And it's going to be more of a, a hot hand approach. If Evans happens to have the hot hand, then P. Ryan may get you next to nothing. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Moss. Uh, Buffalo's already indicated that he's their hot hand. We got Antonio Brown or Hunter Renfro. 
Oh, Antonio Brown, Hunter Renfro. I'm gonna go. I gotta go, Hunter. I think at some point he's gonna take one to the house, and I like the matchup too. I think it's really appealing for the Raiders this week. He took one to the house last week. He's unlikely to take one two weeks in a row. That's just the way it goes to slot <laughs> receivers. Antonio Brown hasn't had a blow-up game in the last couple of games, and I think this is going to be a get-right. You have Miami, who Tom Brady is very much familiar with. He's done them dirty several times as a Patriot, and he has more talent at his disposal as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer than he ever had as a Patriot. I see no reason for the ass whippings to stop. We got Kareem Hunt or Antonio Gibson. I got to go with Kareem, man. I wish I knew more about Gibson's shin injury because he popped right back up with that injury. But I, I love Kareem. He's getting a lot of red zone work, too. Injury or not, I go Hunt's way. We got Allen Robinson or Hollywood Brown. Oh, I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's – I tell you what, I have to believe that with Fields becoming adjusted to Chicago's offense and now them having to game plan for him because he is the guy, I kind of believe that's going to lend itself to the wide receivers kind of working out. We saw his connection with Mooney with the deep ball. Allen Robinson is a deep ball catcher as well. Fields can put it on put it on him in the slot. I really believe that this game is going to start the trend of the Chicago wide receivers been a theme in fantasy. Yeah, I got a second. I think Allen, Allen Robinson is definitely going to have a better game script. I'm glad to see Nagy not calling plays anymore, and I think that's going to lend well to Allen Robinson, uh, like you said, going off this week. Okay, we got Mike Davis or Cole Beasley. Ooh. I got to go with my man Cole against the Chiefs. I got to do that. I think Cole is going to be the safest bet. If you're projected to lose, though, I would actually go with Davis. I, I believe he may have the the best chance for a touchdown, but I believe that Beasley is going to be the one with the higher floor. Okay. I love this one. Daniel Jones or Trey Lance? <laughs> um, the the Giants go against Dallas this week, if I recall correctly from the yep, show, Doc. Yep. I would go with Trey Lance. The reason I would go with Trey Lance, first of all, his target, they're healthy. We don't even know if Daniel Jones is going to have his number one and number two favorite receivers playing this week. So that's a significant disadvantage if indeed – he doesn't have um, Slayton or Shepard. So I got to go with the guy that has his guys. You know, I'm actually going to be the contrarian here, and I'm going to go with Daniel Jones. They went ham dunking it down to Tooney and Ross this week, and Galladay finally had a 100-yard game without, obviously, the two number one receivers. I think fantasy-wise, it just lends to a good game script. And I think, you know, his running upside is great. I love Trey Lance, but I just – I like his matchup a lot more with Daniel Jones having to keep up in the game. We got Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. That's that's a good one. Um, I'm gonna take Fields, man. I want to take Fields, but I feel like it would be my Ohio State fandom telling me to do so. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing, the, the reason I say this is because Atlanta's defense is just 
it's just not good at all. Like it's it's horrible. And 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 for Wilson to put up the numbers that he did this previous week, I, I really think he's he's kind of starting to get a rhythm with his wide receivers. Crowder is actually coming to the forefront as one of his favorite targets. It looked like in the offseason that it was going to be Davis. Um, if, if this past week Crowder actually had like 61% of the target share. It's going to be pretty interesting how that works out, but he does have a peplo of wide receivers. I think he has every advantage to come out on top. Okay, quick breaking news. Uh, Sonny Michelle just came in at running back. Darrell Henderson's on the bench shaking his arm. Oh, Lord. So this uh, dude is- <laughs> we'll get more on that uh, maybe later before the show is over. Yeah, wow. Higby's shaking up too, man. You said Higby? Yep. Oh, I, I, oh wow. Okay. Look, I, I'm I'm glad I didn't uh, do what I was thinking about doing then. So we got hmm, okay. We got two more left. We got Dalton Schultz or George Kittle. Give me Schultz, man. Give me Schultz. Fantasy and NFL is a what have you done for me lately type of a thing. Also understanding that things change year to year with Kittle. When he was getting the vast majority of the points that he put up, Debo Samuel was hurt and Ayuk wasn't even there yet. So. Maybe we need to kind of look at things with fresh eyes and understand that those numerous targets that uh, he was getting before, maybe he's not going to get that same type of a workload just because there's so much additional talent around him now. And last but not least, we have James Conner or Josh Jacobs. Give me James Conner. I I think think that's going to be a high-scoring game, and Josh Jacobs is not healthy yet, so give me Conner. Yeah, give me Conner as well, man. So that concludes our Rapid Fire 10. Rapid Fire 10. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into the main topic for today, which is this weekend's matchups. So starting with the London game, we spoke about this a little bit uh, previously um, with the injuries and the players that will be out this week. But we have the New York Jets versus the Atlanta Falcons. And again, this is going to be a London game. So we're going to have early morning football this week. Just a heads up. Also, make sure you set your lineups on Saturday if you have any players that are going to be involved. The last thing you want to do, um, especially if you like to get cute like some fantasy players, I do it too. When you when you bench everybody on your team <laughs> so the other team has no idea how many points you, you're going to put up, and then you mess around and wake up at 10, 30, 11 o'clock and realize that you're about to take a zero. So just... Just make sure that that you keep that in mind. Same thing if you like to put in players that might not put up very many points just to, again, mess with your opponent. That player gets locked in at 9.30 a.m. this Sunday, so just be careful. With this particular matchup, Vegas has the Falcons as a a three-point favorite. The over-under is at 46 points. And the implied point totals are pretty close. Falcons at 24.5 and Jets at 21.5. What say you guys on this particular matchup? Sorry, fancy fiends. Don't want to be a broken record. And no, this guy's not related to me. <laughs> I can't get another Cordell Patterson. <laughs> 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 yeah. Hey, and with Ridley out, with Mike Davis playing the way he's playing, What's the thing that uh, my, my boy Trump said? What the hell do you have to lose? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I really like him this week. I honestly think also this will probably be a bounce back game 
for Zach Wilson to a well, continuation. I think he's gonna come out and play well too. Another thing, fantasy fans, Crowder. He uh debuted last week and actually had a really good game, his first game of the season. So pay attention to that. I know everybody is uh Davis has been the main target for Zach Wilson, but he came out last week. He had nine targets, caught seven balls for sixty-one yards and a touchdown. So Jameson Crowder, man, he's on thirty-eight percent of the rosters. I think this may be a good grab for a lot of guys. I think this is a good matchup for Zach Wilson in particular. You know, now that, for example, we all got into props and stuff like that. I like what he's been doing with Keenan Cole. Keenan Cole seems to have been his Absolutely, yeah. That's looking real spicy. If he can keep that up with Keenan Cole, I might take a little waiver out at Keenan Cole. Mike Carter got a nice, friendly matchup, too, against Atlanta's front seven. Facts, he does. So let me ask you this. As far as Matt Ryan is concerned, is Matt Ryan startable with both Ridley and Gage being out this week? Oh, no. No, I like Wilson better. How bad does this hurt the fantasy potential of Matt Ryan this week? Oh, man, he's going to see a lot of blitzes. A lot of boxes are going to be in his face. Because with wide receivers that Atlanta have, I don't think teams are sitting back afraid to get beat over the top. I think they're going to make Matt Ryan get that ball out of his hand a lot quicker. I think with the, the parlays and the props and all that, I could definitely see him passing for less than 300 yards this week. Maybe less than 260. I think I don't, I don't think he's going to really toss it around that much. I'm going to look up the the lines again now that Atlanta has officially declared those guys to be out. Well, actually, it doesn't look like it changed very much. The, the line changed from 24 and a half to 24.3 as the implied point total. So in Atlanta went from a three point favorite to a two and a half point favorite. Vegas is is acting as if the team is still going to go on as per usual as far as the, the points that they're going to p- put up and they still have the Falcons as the favorite against the Jets. Lastly, he does have rapport with Christian uh, Blake. I think that plays a little bit into him being able to matriculate the ball a little bit better. But like you said, I'm not a fan of that game. I just wanted to let the viewers know that Christian Blake could be a DFS option too. The next matchup, New England Patriots versus the Houston Texans. This game has the Patriots as a nine-point favorite with a 39-and-a-half-point over-under. And the implied point total here is 24-19, to 19, essentially. We have a defense that's on fire and an offense that is cold. Do we really see it being as close? I don't know that I see the Texans being within nine points at the end of this game. What's the fantasy outlook on this one? Fire up the Patriots defense. <laughs> uh, that should be your defense for the week if you're in the DFS. I think I like. I definitely like Mac Jones to continue to have a good a good game. Also, I can see him doing well. I don't like anybody offensively for Houston. I don't like the quarterback. You like Brandon Cooks? If you don't have no good quarterback play. I'm not, I'm not going to like Brandon Cooks. I know he's going to be motivated against the old team. Nah, I'm not a real big fan of Cooks. I tell you what, though. I may be more of a fan of Amendola than Cooks. At least I know the guy in the slot. And with them uh, getting rid of Anthony Miller, he probably see a little bit more targets. And, and maybe with the ball coming out quicker, he can get it. I like the Patriots defense this week. And I like Mac Jones and the receivers. I don't, like even, I don't even like the running game of the Patriots because I don't know who's going to carry the ball this week. As far as the Patriots, I'm concerned because they have four offensive linemen with limited participation due to injuries. So they might not even have some of their starters on the offensive line. Damian Harris is a solid play. I just saw what Fournette was able to do. Damian Harris is due for a breakout game. David Johnson from Houston, uh, as far as a receiving back, 
if it's any inkling like a DFS, you need to play somebody lowly earned. Like with, as far as utilization, I think he'll be a good play. I don't think it's a cooked game. The matchup was some of the best receivers in the game. And now having just one receiver to focus on, they're going to nip Brandon Cooks in the bud early. So. And I, was, I think this is a big Myers game, too. I think Myers might go off and Aguilar. The next matchup is Detroit versus Minnesota. This is a seven and a half point spread with the Vikings being the favorite. There is a 49 and a half point over under on this one. And the implied point total for this one is the Vikings at 28 and a half and the Lions at 21. I don't see where the Lions' 21 points is coming from, but by all means. Yo, it depends on the health of uh, Dalvin Cook. He should have an, a, a breakout game. Uh, Absolutely. He usually run through the Lions, and they come in in one of the worst teams against the run. I also think this is a, a game where Cousins get back on pace, and maybe we start seeing Jefferson. I haven't seen a lot of him this year. Coming off that he had last year, he's kind of slumping in comparison. So maybe this would be a great game to get back going. I love Dalvin Cook in this game. Yeah, I hope Dalvin Cook is healthy. He didn't participate in practice today. I will hope he go. As far as the Lions, I like Jamal Williams in this game, and I like Cephas. Cephas is like starting to emerge as one of the better receivers on that team. We have Philly against Carolina. This game is a four-point spread with the Panthers being the favorite. Um, we have a 45-point over-under in the implied point total here, 24.5 to the Panthers, to the Eagles, 20.5. Do we think that the Panthers have the type of defense that would be problematic for Hurts, or do we think that this is a, a better type of a matchup for the, the quarterback that tends to run the ball? I definitely think Carolina has a good enough defense to, to to hold them, you know, hold them down. Um, I would not play anybody out of that backfield. If you want to play Jalen Hurts, that's fine, but I wouldn't play a Miles Sanders or Gainwell in this matchup. Carolina side, I like DJ Moore. I'm actually big on Sam Darnold this week. I think this is a, a nice little get right for Sam Darnold, especially if he's going to see Mac back in the fold. Obviously, DJ Moore. I actually like Gainwell, and a dart throw would be Sanders. I know like he's not getting a lot of the love in the red zone, but they need to establish the run, and they need to think about what Zeke just did last week. We have New Orleans going up against the Washington football team. This game is a very close spread. The Saints are only favored by one and a half points. That would indicate that this is going to be one of those slobber knockers, if you will. We got a, a 44 and a half point over under, and the implied point total here is the Saints with 23 and Washington with 21 and a half. What's going to kind of stir the Kool-Aid, if you will, in this particular matchup? Actually, I like uh, offensively the Saints this game. Washington's one of the worst teams against the pass. We see what Cordell Patterson did to the Redskins last week. Who, who, who better than Alvin Kamara? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm that's the so problem. I could definitely see Alvin Kamara catching a lot of balls and, and, and working these linebackers on the other side. Yeah, they don't have uh, – Saints don't have no one to really get the ball to other than Kamara. Uh, as far as Washington, Scary Terry, man, I don't see Lattimore with the juice no more, to be honest with you. Like, I don't know if he got injury, but – I don't think people will fear him the same this year. We have the Tennessee Titans going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Titans are actually only favored by four points, which is kind of low in my opinion. But we have a 48 and a half point over under here. And the implied point totals are Titans 26 and a quarter, Jaguars 22 and a quarter. So 
they're saying that this game is going to be a little closer than than what we may have thought going into it. Uh, yeah, it may be a close game due to the Titans maybe not able to really pass the ball as much. You is may this see an indication that Julio may not go this week? Uh, it's it's crazy. Real quick, we was thinking Julio hamstring was less than AJ Brown. Yeah, right. And now AJ's practicing. Like AJ may play, so it's it's crazy, man. I see twenty five plus carries for for Henry, and I see Lavishka should not really getting involved in this game. Man, Marvin Jones, wake the fuck up, man. I, I think he he need to go bananas in this game. I think this is going to be a good game also for Lawrence, believe it or not. I think Lawrence just showed an extra dimension of running the ball, and like you said, like him able to have Chenault as a good target as well. Only going to have Tennessee able to play him more honest, and if they can't handle the Jets, Lawrence just got a nice little, little cakewalk. We got Miami going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Years. We talked about this a little earlier. In this game, we have Tampa Bay as a 10 and a half point favorite, a 48 point over under. And the Buccaneers are slated to get around 29 and a quarter, while the Dolphins score 18.75 points. So that's what Vegas has that game slated as. I think it, it's pretty simple. Start your Bucks, sit Miami. There, there really isn't much more to that matchup. Start Tampa Bay's defense. Um, there really isn't anybody I feel uh, that I would suggest starting on the Dolphin side, unless you're taking a dart throw, throw in Jalen Waddle or Parker just because somebody has the score and they're going to be behind. So, you know, other than that, I wouldn't really touch it. You have the Green Bay Packers going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. That game is a three-point spread, Packers being the favorites. This one has a 50-point over-under, so one of the higher over-unders of the week. Packers at 26.5, Bengals at 23.5 is the implied point totals here. What do you guys have on this one? I know P. Ryan is the starter for the uh, the Bengals, but I do like Chris Evans as a dark. He will be the pass catching back, and right. definitely going to be in pass mode. Right, and they should be playing from behind this game, maybe. Absolutely. Um, but this is going to be a really good game. I like uh, the Packers, pretty much everybody on the offensive end, and then that's pretty much it. I'm not a real big fan of anybody on the Bengals side offensively. Oh, oh, yeah. oh I think Burrow has a really good matchup. Uh, I think this bodes well for Higgins, if anything, coming back from injury. Chase, because they don't have uh, Jair Alexander on the other side, and Stokes is good. But Oh, so Alexander's out. Oh, yeah. Oh, that changes oh, things. Oh, I didn't then. know that. Yeah, that changes things then. <laughs> so, uh, that, I don't, okay, yeah. so that makes sense of why this game is so close. Because, okay, all right. Didn't know oh, that. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a really good game on that side of the ball. And I like CJ uh, Kuzma, too. I think that was a good play. And Randall Cop, lastly, for the Packers. Let me help um, you out with that because I'm not about to just let you gloss over that. That's Uzama. CJ Uzama. Uzama. Man, right. <laughs> I feel sorry for your CJ. mama. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell did he what the hell did you see? That, that sounded like some street fighter shit. <laughs> I feel sorry for Usama. I do get Usama. <laughs> I like some techie shit. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> okay. All right. So you got uh the Denver Broncos. They're gonna be going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's only Ooh. a one point difference in this one the Steelers are actually favored it I buy that point 40 point over under it looks like they have the Steelers winning at 21 and a half 
and the Broncos losing at 19 and a half. Do you guys think this is going to go the way Vegas is seeing it? It's going to be, I wouldn't necessarily call it a get right game for the Steelers, but a game that they have to gut out to get back on track. Or, or do you think with Bridgewater back in the fold, most likely this week, that the Broncos are going to be able to kind of beat a team that based on how both teams have played thus far, the, the Broncos should win this game. How do you guys see this one? I think it's going to be a low score game me honestly you got really two really good defenses you got a quarterback coming in head cloudy and then you got a quarterback coming in who just ain't playing well i mean so i, I think it's gonna be one of those get your field goal kickers out i think gonna see if one one of these kickers are gonna kick four to five field goals this game i don't think this might be a trap game for denver going against pittsburgh i mean I, they i think honestly it's a good opportunity for obviously harris to get busy and then two i really like the upside of deontay it doesn't matter what cornerback denver has this kid is great against man coverage zone coverage press coverage he's in the 80th to 90th percentile against those matchups so i love deontay we have the chicago bears they're going to be going against the las vegas raiders this game is a five and a half point spread with the Raiders as the favorite and we're looking at a 45 and a half point over under the implied point total here is the Raiders at 25 and a half the Bears at 20. Joe alluded earlier that Nagy's no longer calling the plays hopefully get this kid out of the pocket and let him use his legs and you know move around a little bit so I'm hoping this could be a breakout game for Fields if, if it's going to happen this is a good game for it to happen in for sure. Um, David Carr, man, did y'all see the thing about Bosa was saying? I we, saw a headline that, that Bosa said something, but right, I he's get, He get kind of shaky after you hit him a couple times. Oh. Like, yeah, so maybe teams are paying attention. Like, and he actually played that way if you watch the last game. So yeah. who better than uh, Khalil Mack and company to get after him and, this and, is true. and get him to start hearing feet? That's true. Man, I'm glad you mentioned that that, that great defense because to your point, I, I don't think this is a great game for Derek Carr. Like you said, I'd rather pivot to a Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson to get right. It seems like he's Waller or nothing, and the Waller is a generational talent within himself. He just misses other opportunities to target wide open players. And look at the pick he had to, tur to Derwin James. Like you said, Khalil Mack is coming. Uh, Floyd is coming. It's, it's about to get busy down there. It's going to be a lot of we have the Cleveland Browns going up against the Los Angeles Chargers. I think it's going to be one of the better games of the week. The Chargers are favored by one point. There is a 49 and a half point over under, and you're looking at an implied point total of 25.25 for the Chargers and the Browns at 24.25. So essentially, this is Vegas saying that the game could go either way, buyer beware. <laughs> I definitely like the Chargers way more than I do the Browns just because of the quarterback play. Both teams have a good defense. I think the Browns defense is a little bit better than the Chargers defense. Um, but all in all, I like the Chargers as a team a little quite a bit better than the Browns, actually, until Baker gets his head out of his ass. No, I agree with you totally. I definitely like the Chargers a little better. They both have really good defenses. This game probably going to really depend on the, the, the run game of the Cleveland Browns. They can come out and uh, control the line of scrimmage and chug. And, and Kareem Hunt's playing very well. He's like the highest rated running back in the football right now. If they both come out and stay well, then that will probably keep them in the game. Because you just you want to run the ball in and keep uh, Herbert on the bench. But them trying to let Mayfield back up and throw it, forget about it. Oh, I think this game is going to get out of hand. And in, in the benefit of the Chargers, I want Herbert, 
I want Mike Williams. I want Keenan Allen. I want Jared Cook. I want Eckler. If I'm short on cash in, in a DFS lineup, I'm going. I'm banging on Roundtree uh, this week because we already know like the best thing to do against a, a strong the pass rush is a good run game. And I, I think a lot of quick passes, a lot of dump up, right? Everything that fits Eckler's skill set and uh, their quick pass scheme that they can get into is going to benefit. We had the New York Giants going up against the Dallas Cowboys. This game is a seven-point spread with Dallas being the favorite. I believe this may be the highest over-under of the week at 52 points. The implied point total is the Cowboys at 29 and a half and the Giants at 22 and a half. Being that the teams know each other so well, well, mm-hmm. and normally with divisional games, they either go to the moon or they end up never getting off the floor because what you thought you were going to do, they already had a plan for, even though you thought that it, it was some innovative you know, way of going out to do things. I can see this game, though, getting pretty out of hand for the Giants just because they're shorthanded. Dallas has a pretty good defense, and the Giants' O-line still isn't much better. They're still picking people up off the trash heap and hoping for the best. So I can really see Dallas kind of beating up on these guys a little bit here. I agree with you, Tony. I, I like Dallas in this game. Don't be surprised if Daniel Jones is the leading rusher for the Giants this week. Facts. I mean, I think they're going to bottle Barkley up for sure. And I also see Zeke continuing his good play. I'm on the other side. I think this might be another trap game. I think actually Zeke is going to do really well. Dick, he had a lot of favorable matchups this season, but Galladay can definitely give it to him. Daniel Jones' rushing ability is going to play well into that game script. And they're running the ball so well. I don't trust Lamb or Cooper. I definitely would touch, uh, trust the Schultz against the Giants defense. We have the San Francisco 49ers going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, this game has the Cardinals favorite five and a half points with a 50 point over under. The implied point total of the Cardinals are 27.75 and the 49ers at 22.25. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Of course, everybody know the high-powered offense that the Cardinals have, but no one has film on Trey Lance. And you know how it goes when you're really That's good there. No film is out there on you. He can get off. He shows some, some good spark last week. Him and Debo definitely have a great chemistry. I can really see this being a high-scoring affair. Oh, yeah, it's, it's going to get out of hand, man. I want every part of DeAndre Hopkins. Fire him up. I think it's a big game for him. As far as the offense for the 49ers, unspoken hero, Ayuk. I think this is a big get-right matchup for Ayuk because we done seen what Debo done. And they're going to have to double-team that boy. Buda Baker going to help uh, Murphy on that other side, man. And I think it's a good game for Ayuk. I love this game to be somewhat close. I just don't know if he's ready for Watt and Chandler Jones this week. We have the Indianapolis Colts versus the Baltimore Ravens. This game has the Ravens as a seven-point favorite with a 47.5 point over under. The implied point total here, the Ravens at 27.75, the Colts at 20.25 points. Do you guys think in this particular game that the Baltimore Ravens are going to be able to run on that D-line? Or do we think that Indianapolis may be built to kind of stop what Baltimore is best at? The Colts can definitely slow up the run game. And this may be another one of those games you see Lamar, like they forced him to do last week, beat you with his arm and he got the pocket. So I definitely think they have enough to slow down La, uh, Latavius Murray and the newly acquired Le'Veon Bell. But I do think Lamar will beat the, can beat this team with his arm. Jonathan Taylor, I think, is a definite must start with the Naeem Hines situation, him possibly being a little nicked up. 
and he might come down to a Saturday. We got to know by Saturday his status. I don't think the Ravens got a chance to play a, a, a healthy back that can get sticky like Taylor. I mean, DeAndre Stiff didn't play too much as far as the run, but Jonathan Taylor's home run ability, I think I would take a fly on him. And lastly, we have the Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, with this game, there is only a two-and-a-half-point spread, 56-and-a-half points. So this is actually the highest over-under for sure, 56-and-a-half point over-under. And the implied point total is the Chiefs with 29-and-a-half, the Bills with 27. Here's the thing that I find interesting here. Normally, whenever you're at home, you automatically get a three points in, in your favor. This is essentially saying with the Kansas City Chiefs being at home and not being favored by three, that's actually a, a vote of unconfidence by Vegas as far as headed in the Chiefs direction. So I find that to be very peculiar that Vegas thinks it's going to be this close and Kansas City's at home. This is probably the game of the week. Most definitely. I definitely see Josh Allen continuing his run. Hopefully we can get to see Stephon Gil, uh, Stephon Diggs from last year. I haven't seen him much this year. Man, I think I'm, it's going to be a Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how they play Tariq Hill in this game after his last week's breakout. And then the, the games, the weeks before, he hasn't been doing anything. So I'm just curious to see how they play them. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good matchup. I want to see Tredavious White. They have a great safeties in the back. This might not be – the great week for Tyreek, in my personal opinion. I'm loving a lot of Cole Beasley. I think, you know, even Cox uh, Knox actually won't have a good game. I think that's going to be a really good favorable matchup for him to take advantage of. And then I think even too, with Singletary being a little nicked up as well, and Zach Moss showing that he can get the job done uh, as far as vulturing touchdowns, those would be my plays. And uh, CEH is for real, so I expect a good game out of him too. And that wraps up our matchups for the week. Real quick, fantasy football fiend, F-E-I-N at Gmail, at fantasy underscore fiend on Twitter, Fantasy Football Fiend is on IG, Fantasy Football Fiend Family Facebook group on Facebook. And whenever you get an opportunity to download an episode, if you have not subscribed or followed yet, make sure you go ahead and do that. That way you automatically have the episodes download as we get them out to you. And that definitely helps us out as well. Again, it's our job to give you the advice. It's your job to take it. And we out. Mm-hmm.